Hey, this is Soma79, host of the Articulate Ox podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Our guest today is Leslie Kiska, creator of StressBaking.com. I have had the pleasure of knowing Leslie for well over a decade. Uh, her and I used to work together in a previous life, and um, I've always been super impressed with just how, how hard she works. She's always sort of cranking on different ideas, and she's um, a very innovative, funny, smart young woman, and I'm so happy to have her on here today. So specifically today, Leslie and I are talking about this project she's been working on for a long time now called StressBaking.com. Stress-breaking stress baking is one of those terms where I think when you hear it, you kind of know, even though no one's, it's kind of a newer term, when you hear it, you kind of know what, what we're talking about is essentially you're, you're baking to get rid of stress. Leslie and I have had a lot of talks over the years about mental health and different ways of dealing it and how your approach really should be tailored to yourself and I really commend Leslie on her on how she's been able to take something that really was a stress relief for her and turn it into something she really enjoys and is, and is somewhat profitable for her. And she's a very inspiring person and she's someone that I'm very grateful to call a friend and I really enjoyed our conversation here. I'd love to have her back at some point because she's lived a very interesting life and I just know from personal anecdotes that we've shared with each other over the years. She's got a lot of great stories. She's done a lot of cool things in her life that are totally separate from where her and I used to work and from her baking and um, I don't know, maybe someday we'll get her back on here to talk about that. But go out and follow Leslie Kiska at Stress Baking. Go to stressbaking.com and I'm not going to uh, string this along any further. I, I will just get right into the interview. So thank you very much, Leslie, for joining us and I appreciate all of you for checking out another episode. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Articulate Ox podcast. I am Soma79. Our guest today is Leslie Hosh. That's how you pronounce your name, right? That's also my maiden name. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was really sweating this morning getting your pronouncing your name right, and I forgot it's not even your last name anymore. Has it been my last name for three years? It is now Holy Leslie Kiska. Was the last time I saw your wedding? <laughs> you know what? I should have written it down. I guess I should have written it down. How is Bill? That's wild. That is the first time I've heard somebody say Leslie Hodge in a very long time. And that was yeah. very I gotta update my phone. It's um, a little bit. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's like off to a blistering start. So let's make sure I get the name of your website right. It is uh stress baking. Correct. Um so Leslie, you are a as food blog a food blogger doesn't really you're you're a baker. And uh, you have a very successful website where you talk about these recipes that you create and you've done many great things. And you were here to talk a little bit about Choco Tacos and a little bit about a bunch of other stuff. So, Leslie, you want to introduce yourself to the fine people. Sure. I uh, I feel like these days the term food blogger has like a negative connotation. Everybody goes straight to the memes of like, I just love the recipe kind of crap. As I was um, saying, it, it felt dirty in my mouth. <laughs> but it's not. Because that's that is what it is, but I just say recipe developer because really, like that's what I'm doing. Is I'm oh, you're an RD. Yeah, like I'm developing unique recipes. They are going on the internet. I do all of the photography, all of the writing, like everything you see is me, um, with the exception of social media because I'm, I'm not a fan, and so I have an assistant that helps with that stuff. But um, it's all stuff that's like approved by me. I uh yeah spend a lot of time in the kitchen and then the rest of my time on the computer 
and putting all of these posts out there. Um, it's all free. Uh, the, the low, low cost of having some ads on your screen when you're scrolling. Um, but it's, yeah, there's, I think, I think you have like 360 recipes now. Um, one of which is the Choco Taco, <laughs> because I'm so a little bit devastated in 2022 and they said they were discontinuing it because that's uh, my go-to. So I, I clearly want, had to figure out how to make it myself. <laughs> I just want to mention one quick thing before you fast. You mentioned the thing about ads. Your website, though there are a couple ads, it is not like the majority of these these food blogs I go to that are just frustratingly laid out where it's like it's designed to make the cooking process that much harder like and it's just yeah in your your website is is really well laid out and very easy to follow and um you know recording this right now around thanksgiving and and um i think i said it's gonna be between like valentine's day and easter when this probably airs so hello future us but um it's you have all your Thanksgiving recipes up there. Some really cool stuff that's um, you know very easy to navigate and um, got me thinking about passing this off to my baking girlfriend to see what um, she can come up with. So please um, do. I yeah, mean, it's, kudos. well, we're recording this. This is the current layout. Um, I am currently going through a redesign that's going to make it even more user friendly um, and like rebranding and all of this stuff. Uh, and that should be live by the time that this launches um so the hope is that when people are listening to this um it's going to be even easier than it was in 2022 um i'm, I'm very much about the user experience and less so about the let's see how many ads i can cram on a screen <laughs> because that annoys me and i don't want to annoy other people and i don't love answering comments every day that just say it's too many ads yeah um like i know so many people do so i would much rather just provide what people are looking for yeah, it's brave to um, engage in public discourse in any sort of this thing. I mean, and I, I've realized it's like everybody thinks they want attention till they get that. Li it's just man, whenever I, I have a policy of that, like the one place you'll never find me is the comment section. And that's sort of like I'm just like good or bad, you know? Yeah, I I try to encourage like in every way possible, I try to encourage like positive discourse on everything. It's like, even on my comments where you go to leave one, it's like, always be kind kind of thing, um, which I realize is very uh, interesting coming from me, the most sarcastic, pessimistic person I know. Um, but it's just, it's just such a dumb thing. Like what, why do you feel the need to sit there and like crap on somebody else that you don't know who's giving you stuff for free? So generally speaking, it is like 95% of the comments and stuff are always good. And people like email me pictures of the stuff that they've made because they're so proud of it. Like, it's just, it's really cute. So the the community aspect of that is really nice. But then, you know, you have the few bad eggs that just feel like crapping all over everything just because they're miserable. And I have no problem hitting the delete button on those sorts of things. Well, the thing is, like, if you can shit on like cupcakes and like you, like what is really going to make you happy? Like, I mean, well, like I have my my prime example <laughs> is that I have a uh, strawberry shortcake recipe. And the whole idea is like it's from scratch, but it's the fastest way you could do it from scratch. And it's like it's very easy. Anybody can do it. It's nothing crazy. And uh, a guy went on this tirade in my comment section about how people like, this isn't a real recipe. My mother used to make it and it was like magic. She All she had was 
flour and water in her kitchen and she managed to make the best strawberry shortcakes I've ever had. And I was like, I maybe it was magic because that, that would probably would have to be magic. The comment itself is the most ridiculous thing. And it was funny to watch people just pile on and be like, cool story, bro. So anyway, <laughs> that happens once in a while and it's, it's entertaining, but it's also like, dude, why? Right. It's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you're suddenly nervous that your address may be at the bottom of your email to somewhere on your website. You're just like, oh man. Hopefully I've got that all covered. Yeah, I know. You're like, where yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people learning that lesson from Pop Smoke. I mean, not to make like a joke of it, but, um, but you know, it's funny. I when I was looking at your um website, I didn't. The pictures are gorgeous, but it didn't occur to me. Yeah, these aren't things you can just download off Getty Images. You made these things. These are really good photographs. Like you took all these yourself. I did. I don't mean for um, it to sound I'm... like I'm so surprised. I know. I know you're very talented. I don't want to be like, oh, you took these, but like these are. I like this. That this the colors on this apple strudel one. I'm kind of blown away by. <laughs> I'm allergic to apples. Yeah. Right. You can't even eat it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's. I mean, it's a. It's a. Everything I do is self-taught. Like I didn't go to culinary school. I never took photography classes. Anything like that. Like this is all just self-taught. But it's. Um. It's some creativity it's some science it's some like luck with the lighting that day you know like it's just it's a culmination of a lot of different things coming together in the right way and the lighting in new england is the hardest thing um and i'm not a big fan of using artificial light but i will if i have to but i always find after the fact i'm like oh god i just want to reshoot that on a better day and you know like right. some things you can reshoot another day it's like you can stick it in the fridge and then do it again but like when you get good lighting home. in new england you have to shoot now it's like yeah. and then you have to realize that every you know you can't waste it it's you know like i run that all the time saying that i've taken days off of work because i've woken up and been like oh my god the light's gonna be so good today sorry i'm sick i'm saying i have done stuff like that <laughs> Like, it's just, I mean, it is, it's, you feel like you have to take advantage, especially this time of year where there's all of like two and a half hours of daylight. And it qualifies as a mental health day, as far as I'm concerned. It definitely improves your mental work. health, you know, <laughs> which I, yeah, I'm sort of joking about, fun. but I've told like pretty much everybody that's ever worked for me. I'm like, this is what to me a mental health day is. And if you need to take one, you don't even, it's like, it's like sick day, same thing. So just yes. like understand, I think that's an important lesson for people who have sort of a luxury to do that. The, some people don't think in that, you know, mentality. And, you know, we're here talking, you're talking about stress baking here. So, I mean, clearly you, you find stress relief from baking and stress relief is mental health and mental health days are important if you, you know, are in a position where you can take them. Um, yeah. So. And they look so different for everybody. Like I That's know people, their yeah. idea of a mental health day is to literally not get out of bed and just sleep the entire day. And I'm like, good on you. <laughs> Like yeah. that's your idea of a mental health day. That sounds great for you. Um, I would go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's been that. a big mental health thing for me is the whole working from home thing because it's like it's sort of it's it's created a bigger distance between me and my coworkers. And I'm not saying that because I, I love my coworkers, but like right. um, I'm sort of an empath and I suck up energy. And I was realizing I was sucking up all the energy of the people I work with the past 25 years instead of the energy of the people who I really choose to have in my life. And that was just when I stopped doing that, my mental health got so much better. And it was like, and then work became a lot more about work. And 
instead of work becoming what your entire life circles around it becomes more about actually getting the job done which is so refreshing you know yeah I've been I mean I've been doing I've been working film since you and I worked together like yeah. for many years at this point and that's my happy place because it's like I set my own boundaries and like I can multitask when I need to and I can take care of things like it lowers my stress level considerably to know that you know, I don't have to wait until I get home at like 7.30 to take care of this, that, and the other. Like I can throw the laundry in now and do this later. And it's not, uh, I know a lot of people struggle with like the division in their home, trying to like make sure they've set the boundaries for themselves. Like this is my work time and this is my, you know, non-work time. And I don't have that problem. So it's very easy for me to be like, okay, cool. Work's over. Like back to my life now. And um, I feel very fortunate that I'm able to do that because I think that's why it's such a good fit for me. And I really feel for the people that have struggled the last couple of years trying to do that because they, it's not that easy right. for them. Because part of it for me is if, if my brain is going to work that way, where it's always going to be mingling the two things, having my environment match the way my thought process works isn't a bad thing. You know, yeah. it's like, even it's certainly about the, about the example, about the laundry, it's like, you know, if I can work out, and um, do my laundry and work in the same place, then it's like, I don't have to do those things in the very specific order of going to work, then going to the gym and then doing laundry. Then my entire, then it's like, then it's like, I used to have to do, I mean, this is like, it's a stupid example, but that was used to be like what my life would be like. And it's like every day like that. And then it's just, you just get, get to drained of any color in your life. And just having that flexibility to be able to do those things in that order is just, I don't know. Yeah, the monotony of all of it is frankly exhausting to me. Like I, I have my routines. I'm a very routine and task-oriented person, but like knowing every single day, it's like I have to wake up at this exact time to make the boat at this exact time to get to the oh, office. Yeah, you were taking a that yeah, time. you were like planes, trains, and automobiles getting from <laughs> yeah, where you were to where you were going. <laughs> it's... Yeah. Living living on peninsula that sticks into the ocean and then you, the only option is to take a boat to work and if you miss it that sucks <laughs> yeah and that's um weather permitting definitely too i mean it's you know too. peninsulas yeah, are not known for their uh, yeah yeah um so in terms of so let's talk a little bit about the Chaco Taco, which you know just to cover some ground. And I speaking of food allergies, um, I'm also allergic to nuts. So there wasn't a whole lot of research I could do about this, though I did read on the Wikipedia page. I do have a semi hot take for somebody who's never had one and never will have one. Though I if I would be curious to if when you're gonna have a, a Chaco Taco recipe coming soon, probably out by the time this is released, um, I'm sure I can just you know take the nuts out of it. And um, I don't know, drop some M and M's in or something, or uh, you know, I don't know. I don't. I have a big problem with mini M and M's. I think the shell to chocolate ratio is atrocious. And then the oh, big, yeah, no, they're not good. Yeah, maybe sprinkles. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll get we'll work yeah. get the people in the lab on that. But um, Choco Taco. Do you know how old the Choco Taco is? I do not. I believe if if you myself and the Choco Taco were standing in age order, it would go me at the oldest and the Choco Taco then you. Um, the Choco Taco was born in 1983. Oh man, I am only one year older than a Choco Taco. Yeah, I mean, I've oh, Choco yeah. Taco's been around my entire life, and then you know I got four years on it. Um, and it was invented in Philadelphia of all places. I did know that. Yeah, that you know. You know, the, the people that brought us the cream cheese and Liberty, you know. 
just so many wonderful things related to food. Yeah, yeah. So really, I do I do sort of have a love for Philadelphia. I've, I've been doing this thing where I'm getting a leaf tattoo on my arm for every state in the country. Like I'll go there and, and get the tattoo there. And I started doing it right before COVID. I have eight of them now, I think. And I'm making a plan to go to Jersey to get one. And then I also get other tattoos on my legs. So it's not just, you know, me totally throwing money out the window. Um, but I think I'm going to go to Philly next. Uh, and I'm actually really looking forward to it. I haven't been there in a couple of years, but, um, yeah, I don't think I've been there since, oh God, it's been well over 15 years. I was there about four years ago. I was seeing somebody who we met down there. So, um, in this, uh, this actually this made me think of something that right next to where we used to work together, there was an ice cream factory for years. The what Unilever? Um, Good, there's a good humor factory, I think, right on Spean Street in Framingham. It was where the gym is now. That was an ice cream factory for years. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then where I used to live, the Natick Mall there was, was used to be a Twinkie factory. Like that, and it, it gets mentioned in a fan, one early family guy. So they talk about the Twinkie factory in Natick. That was when I was a kid, the whole area smelled like, like this wonderful smell that came from this Wonder Bread factory. And then they tore it down, built condos. And then I bought one of those condos. But like, <laughs> I remember I did a painting that I called the Ghost of Cupcakes Pass where I was watching Poltergeist and, um, the uh it was like oh it was built on a native Amer the house was built a native american burial ground that's why it's haunted so i'm like well my house was built on a twinkie burial ground so what would it look like if it was haunted so we did all the wonder bread colors with like ghosts of twinkies and stuff and actually that's one of the ones i sold so um but i totally uh, forgot that that was the twinkie factory i remember it was natick but i forgot it was literally where you lived <laughs> yeah so some of our roots go back um and i actually have one more thing that i just thought about from my childhood i once bought a i once opened up a box of popsicles when i was a kid and there was a wool glove inside there was there was like sorry what a wool glove it was the the, the pops there was the, the, all the popsicles were there they did never not get consumed but stuck but, but slid in between the um the the side inside of the box and the other popsicles was a was one wool glove like a brown glove like speaking of allergies i'm allergic to wool so i like go in to grab a cherry popsicle and just die <laughs> i know and i just was like i was quite surprised i you know i mean this it's like in hindsight if this happened 20 years later there would have been a full documentary about this which like, to me now feels like a missed opportunity be covering it. right if anybody out there knows who has the other wool glove please reach out to me now at soma 79 on instagram um possibly twitter though that's probably not going to exist pretty soon um uh, that might not be around by the time this airs yeah so and that's funny so did you how what's your relationship with twitter like because i know you've always been really good at social media i've always asked your advice on things and um you know you you I, I remember seeing you in a dinosaur suit on the news once shoveling snow and i don't know Talk a little bit about your Twitter experience, social media, stuff like that. We'll get back to the Choco Taco. I have some more Choco Taco thoughts coming, but we're going to sprinkle it in like um, the nuts that in the chocolate of the whatever. Go for it. I'm done rambling. The, oh God, social media. I I hate it. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> to be hated. <laughs> Just hate it. With, with Twitter's, 
especially it was never it was never a big traffic driver for me for business or anything so I basically kind of like I kept it around to keep tabs on other things and people um not so much to use it myself like most of the stuff on there is just going to be goofy crap or retweets or whatever um I tried to use it for the blog for a while but it's just like that's not that audience is not the uh looking for unique recipe audience um so I, I have it but it's not the kind of thing like if if twitter does go down tonight like if titanic sinks which it might <laughs> which it really looks like it might and you know i'm i'm in my full-time job is in the tech space so i have people that connections through twitter um they have now all been fired through all of these things but it's like they still have the hooks in and they know what's going on so they've been keeping us updated um and it's it doesn't look good so if the titanic sinks tonight being titanic being twitter um and my account goes away it's like i don't really care um but it it is unfortunate that something that you know could have been good um and could have been used in the right way and managed in the right way would be going under but i i don't know but social media man i just don't i don't care (laughs) and i shouldn't care that's not a thing i should say is like i'm trying to promote my business and get people to engage with me and all that like that's why i hired a virtual assistant because like i appreciate you saying i'm good at it but i know it's not that i'm good at it it's that i know where my strength lies and it's not really with that um because i don't i don't uh, i'm not a bubbly person and people that are looking to like get food recipes and stuff like they want somebody who's bubbly and enthusiastic and that kind of thing and that's this not me so when I do it myself everything is like you know just very deadpan and sarcastic and like the people that get it get it and like it but I don't translate well to social media (laughs) well the thing is too you know it's it's there there are these different cooking shows where you could watch and enjoy them whatever baking something where the personality is really almost more important because the majority of the people are never going to eat the product when you're actually talking about recipes the product is really the most important thing and that's the experience somebody wants to have you know it's there's and i have friends who have cooking shows and go on cooking shows and like a, a good friend of mine has won several competitions and stuff and then I've got a a girlfriend who's gone on shows and she used to work for Martha Stewart and now I help her test her own recipes for her cookbooks like one of them just came out and you know it's it's like a wild world but they love that kind of stuff like they love being on camera and they are like adorable people and so it's like it's their happy place the idea of doing that to me I would rather be like I would rather somebody pour it hot me because i want nothing to do with being on a tv show oh i watch those shows and i do find a little comfort in watching them my girlfriend enjoys them so they're, they're on a bunch and but like i just i get the enjoyment out of ripping into these people like they uh-huh. like during covid they had this show on um on i forget what network it is but it was it was like those house hunter shows but they had like john mulaney and seth rogan just like it was like comedians on couches and it was like whitney cummings and them just like ripping into these people and i'm like this is i connect with this so much because i do find the comfort in watching them but i'm just like you fake ass motherfuckers i'm just like you i'm like you i'm like i just look at these people in a barn eating this thing i'm like i know who you voted for (laughs) like you know like I could I just I couldn't because I'm 
I am so self-deprecating and like naturally just talk like a trucker. Like I'm just not, I I would not do well on TV. Like I would have to be so censored and edited. It would be so boring and I would be ripping into myself. Like I cannot imagine what other people would do. It would be mystery science theater 3000. I would do it myself. Like just, I I couldn't take it seriously. And those people do take it seriously. Imagine if you did a show where you were, where you did one, where you did it like as, as you would do on that. And then you had yourself like Deadpooling it, just like ripping. It'd be like, who is this bitch? (laughs) I have to break the fourth wall. There's just no way I couldn't do it seriously. Yeah. Sorry to keep coughing in your ear. Um, allergies to cut that out but yeah like that would actually be really funny i think um i'd be honest on that we i've got a friend who is he swears he's gonna start another site and it's gonna be him doing a terrible job of making all of my recipes um (laughs) he's like i will find a way to mess it up it doesn't matter how easy it is i will find a way to mess it up and he's like so i should just uh document myself doing all of it terribly and i was like i mean that doesn't make me look great i would say that's not they say no press is bad press but that's like kind of a current string of bad press like yeah don't this is as easy as it looks <laughs> you know yeah i'm trying to go for uh anybody can do this kind of vibe not right, um, right. you can screw up boiling water that's that's not really what i'm looking for <laughs> so how so that's something that's interesting that i like to talk to artists about is that sort of anybody can do this attitude that and i run into that a lot with my art where like i um you know, I I sort of feel like people are like, oh, you're talented. And I'm like, I always stray away from that works. So I'm like, oh, I just chose something and I worked hard at, hard at it and I got good at it. I don't think it's like talent in a way that it's like I was like blessed with anything. But like, um, and I'm like, well, anybody could learn how to draw like this if they just tried. And then I think about like how hard I tried to learn how to sing and how poorly that went. And I'm like, oh, no, I it's like, that's definitely not true. And it's like, I think, and I think, visual arts are on like you know equal footing as music or at least in the same ballpark so it's somewhat comparable but do you feel that that baking is something that anybody can learn or do you think there is sort of an innate ability because when i was watching some of these shows like chopped and they're just throwing these ridiculous ingredients at them that i'm having to google it's like i feel like there has to be something innate there going on to understand something on a higher level it's something you learn or something you're born with yeah i mean those kind of people that can just get things thrown at them and like make amazing dishes like I do not it's not a part of my DNA um but like these are also classically trained people that have studied all of these ingredients and all that but the thing that like for them that's that is art to me like that right there is art and that is not and science too I would say well so what I was gonna say is that for me baking is a science like there it's it's scientific reactions to things so like this ingredient interacts with this one in a certain way and i you know that's my so i'm building off of the base of the scientific facts of things and how all those ingredients play together but then like you know decorating a cupcake kind of thing like sure that's some creativity or whatever but like i i make fun of myself i can't decorate christmas cookies to save my life terrible so i purposely make them bad because i can't i cannot make the picture perfect martha stewart magazine cover looking snowmen like i just can't do it but i will make a hell of a cookie to be like it's delicious but it looks terrible so i I will say you made those ones for that movie um the lewis black rice krispie treats for that the movie the um the pixar movie did you do it for target or something 
Um, yeah, it was those look amazing. I was like, I didn't want to eat that thing. It looked so. I was like, and I, I'm a huge Louis Black fan. I remember, and it, it tasted fucking great. <laughs> yeah, the, that was um, in, uh, inside. Uh, how old? Inside are we? out. I think so. The one where they were all on the head with with yeah, where Richard Kind where Richard Kind made me cry, <laughs> like with his. Oh um, my god, where Richard Kind made everybody cry. Yeah. Um, and I love that movie. The fact that I yeah inside of it. Um, yeah, they had done a, a campaign, um, and it's unfortunately it's not on the blog or anything. It was it was through them, but yeah, it was a partnership with uh, Disney, Pixar, whatever Disney, I guess at that point, um, and Target, and I did uh, Rice Coast retreats that were, I mean, like little squares. Um, and if you've seen Inside Out, you're gonna get it. If not, Google it because the visual will be better. Um, the character, the, the Louis Black character you're talking about is anger and he's just like this little red square and he's constantly mad so he's got like flame shooting out of his head so I just did little rice krispie treats that it's I like evil spongebob to some degree exactly yeah visual. it's like shaped like spongebob e evil's probably too but like rageful spongebob right extremely angry spongebob and I just dyed them red and I put like little angry looking googly eyes on them and like a little bit of icing to make an angry mouth kind of thing and like done deal and that was, was a hit that went really well on social media yeah. but it's like I can do goofy stuff like that I can't do like a three-tiered beautiful cake like the cake itself will be delicious but decorating it I just go for like bare minimum effort because that is not my forte <laughs> I, I can kind of relate to that too because like I, I consider myself an approximate artist not an exact artist and it's like you know to get something if you're going to make like 10 cookies and you got to get a few things right each time that is more of a mathematical process but if you got to keep this pattern going consistently across this cake in a circle I'm just like mm -hmm. I'm sorry my brain don't work that way like no and it's I mean it stresses me out like I've got and that's the other thing about my site is that I don't I don't try to make everything I call it Pinterest perfect like it I don't try to do that because I can't and it's not realistic because I feel like every time somebody goes to a recipe and like oh my god it's gorgeous and then it doesn't turn out that way like well this is a bummer it doesn't look anything like that it's like, of course it doesn't right. because they spent god knows how much time getting it to look that way so I, I try not to pose things so much that it looks unattainable. You like, don't want I, an unrealistic have... beauty standard for your food. Like, exactly. Yeah. And I I mean, I have like a freaking delicious ice cream cake. And Oh, now you know, you're talking just... my language. Yeah, no, it's so good, man. Neapolitan ice cream cake. and But I made it like a, a Dairy Queen kind of thing. So it's got like little crunchy layers of it's it's this is this is no a, so a quick ice cream cake aside. I have um, two good ice cream cake stories, actually. Sorry. Can I tell you my two quick ice cream cake stories? All right. So my one of my friends up here for my birthday last year got me an ice cream cake. And on it, she had inscribed a quote from me that said, we need some ice cream on top of this ice cream cake. So that's what my ice cream cake said. And then my other better story is I was buying an ice cream cake a few years ago for a woman I was dating. And I was going, I was, it was only right down the street from my house. And I was kind of annoyed that day. And there was a guy in front of me that was drying me annoying. And I kind of got around him. And I'm like, I was so done with that. But I was going a little too fast. And he turned the lights on. There was a cop and he pulled me over. And I was like, oh, man. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, dude, I got an ice cream cake here for my girlfriend's birthday. I got to get home before it melts. And he's like, all right, man, all good. And I was just like, I've been driving with an ice cream cake on my passenger side ever since. 
Pro so. tip, always have the container that looks like an ice cream cake. Yeah, so give it a shot, man. Give it a shot. So he, he got yeah, it. <laughs> oh, God. But, um, so, yeah, so back to your ice cream cake recipe. I just I just love ice cream cake. Yeah, it's, oh, it's so good. But it it's, so good. it's one of those things where if you, like, if you were to Google, it, it's a Neapolitan ice cream cake, essentially. So if you were to Google that, you're going to see all these people that have made these gorgeous cakes that have absolutely perfect, even layers. And it's, you know, like just, just picture perfect. And mine, I let everything mesh together and it's like kind of swirly and whatever, because it doesn't matter. <laughs> It yeah. just doesn't matter. And it tastes good. That's what matters. And like I, you know, throw a little bit of like frosting on top and decorate it a little bit, but not, I don't go nuts with that because who cares? Right. <laughs> I don't care. I just want to eat it. So my priority is that it tastes good and that, you know, the results you are going to get are going to be consistent with mine, not whether or not it's going to win an award for looking good because I just, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> All right, can, can you explain to me why my cookie idea that I tried to get you to make many years ago that never happened, why it's a bad idea? Because in my head, this sounds amazing, and I bet it's going to be disgusting. But um, white chocolate candy corn cookies. And I probably, like, this is something that I feel like I need to taste at some point. But why is that a terrible idea? Answer that however you see fit. Answer that scientifically. Answer that emotionally. I don't care. Just all of candy corn is gross. Okay, uh, that's that's a stance you can take. That's terrible. No, but that so that kind of comes down to how those materials, how those ingredients, will not play together well in the baking process. Like you could throw those things together on top of something, but you don't want to bake anything that has candy corn in it because it's gonna like melt and turn into like a weird plastic that would it doesn't it start as a weird terrible. plastic <laughs> like it's gonna be it's gonna be really bad it's well, just yeah. gonna be really bad beauty's in the art of the older i guess i don't know there's there are some things that you can put in you know like cookies or something that will hold up to the baking process and they've been designed that way like i i'm very I'm very partial to using uh, chopped chocolate baking bars in cookies and not chocolate chips because chocolate chips have been manufactured in such a way that they won't just meet. And so they kind of like hold their shape and that's what people are going for. I want mine to kind of turn into like puddles of chocolate in my cookies. So yeah, I usually do that. Sometimes I'll do a mix, um, but I just, I, I like having them kind of melt in and something like candy corn which I don't even know what they're made of, and I don't want to know. No, no one knows. <laughs> no, they came they, down in the same meteor as like Red Bull and like nerds, you know, Twinkies. Yeah, they're indestructible, but though, like, the it's like waxy and it's just it's gonna, it's gonna be oh, say that slower and sexier. <laughs> I, am I, not do, I do. I do. I do still love candy corns. Like oh. I mean, they're, they're but they're ridiculous. They're they're a food like cheese. It where like you, there's literally a there's like a toxic limit, and it's less than one bag or box. Like where literally you're not going to be the same for a while. But it's I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
maturity no, so maturity is being able to eat only a few cheese it's and a few um candy corns for me that's you can you can bring this cookie idea up to me every 10 years as much as you want i'm right. still never gonna make them oh, god damn I, you know what though now that i'm living with someone who likes to bake i i might have to see that. what if it's like a chocolate cookie though <laughs> but the thing is so White chocolate in general. I know everybody every mentioned white chocolate. And as I've gotten older, I'm not as big of a fan of it as I used to be. I, I like dark chocolate a lot more now. But um, mm -hmm. I just don't picture that with a candy corn for whatever reason. White chocolate isn't really chocolate, is it? Is that just the real man? Is that like just an, an American cheese version of like, you know, I don't know. Is that what is that <laughs> like? I don't know if I can Google this, but like I just as I've gotten older, um. And sometimes, like, you'll get, like, I'll, someone will get me, like, wheat edibles, and, they, and they're, like, made with white chocolate. I'm like, yeah, this is not, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I've grown out of this. It's, it just, it, white chocolate doesn't have uh, cocoa solids in it, um, which that's what you find in, like, dark chocolate, milk chocolate, whatever. Um, but blue, it's, it's still called white chocolate because it's got... Um, cocoa butter like it has a, a cocoa element to it it just doesn't have the solids so technically it is not actually chocolate um there was somebody we used to work with who anytime i brought something in uh that had white chocolate anywhere near it she got so upset she just had time, like yeah. an absolute death wish against white chocolate you have to like, who that is when, when we're off air because um i i'd be curious <laughs> just those personalities but yeah people have very strong feelings about white chocolate and candy corns but yeah and i have a strong opinion about candy corn but yeah. white chocolate i like like it's it's one of those things where i don't try to treat it like it actually is chocolate i that's I probably yeah treat it as what it is yeah yeah you also though you did acquiesce once you i i believe you have strong feelings about key lime pie that are opposite yeah. to my strong feelings of loving key lime pie and you brought some key lime pie i think um many key lime pies to a um uh a dinner party at my house once. friendsgiving yes yeah, it was friendsgiving where yeah. um they um there was a magician there and i interviewed him in one of these episodes so oh, we yeah. talk a little bit about that um that guy's hilarious his story is pretty great too but um yeah those are so good i i it's on the site if y'all like key lime yeah. pie i got a recipe i am told it's the best thing anybody's ever eaten i oh i can't do it yeah, there's just that. something i don't even know what it is i love lime um but i something about key lime there's a texture thing i don't know what it is i have never been able to handle i can't handle key lime pie but i also can't handle little banana things and yeah, I also have, I'm apparently that. known as the best banana bread on the internet like it's the top ranking whatever for years now and like everyone loves it well your and recipe yeah oh really I gotta I gotta check that out yeah like it was in the New York Times last you, year. you had you, you had a banana bread recipe in the New York Times and you don't like banana bread this is this is a hot this is like a hot story holy shit like I don't eat it but i get other people to taste test these things for me and as long as everybody else says it's good then i'm like all right fantastic i like i just don't i just don't, like i hate pumpkin hate pumpkin. Uh, see, i will I, not eat anything with pumpkin in it and people love pumpkin. i used to go to trader joe's and get pumpkin bread and make it and they'd bake that and then they'd have pumpkin ice cream and i have that on top of it um 
these are in days when I wasn't working, when I wasn't as health conscious. But yeah, I, I'm a, I'm very pro pumpkin. And you know what's funny? My favorite candy corns, the pumpkin shaped ones. Those I can eat like two of them, and then like I'm all set for a couple of years. Yeah. But of course, they have I, nothing to actually do with pumpkins. No, but I, I just can't. Well, somebody else, totally different person that we used to work with one day, uh, he came in on my birthday and he wanted to do something nice for me. And he brought a pumpkin muffin from Starbucks that had like cheesecake filling or something. And I'm, a, I'm not a huge cheesecake person either. But it was like my worst nightmare in a muffin. That's like a, and... that's like a food homework assignment. <laughs> it's like... I felt so bad because he was like so excited that he remembered my birthday. And he was, you know, like, happy birthday. This is a great thing. I was like, oh, my God, it's great. And he like sat down with his breakfast and like clearly wanted me to start eating mine. Oh, I was, like, my God. Oh, no. I just put it up. I don't think I ever told him. That is why work from home is. And you know, in my head, I bet I know who that is. But um, it's somebody who shared the same birthday. Uh, that I'm impressed that you think that I can that I can pull that together. No, it just it came up every year. Well, not the same birthday, day after. Um, it came up every year at softball. Uh, what celebrities yeah. you share the same birthday as? I have I have some weird I ones. Know. My oh, I just remember mine's Saddam Hussein. Uh, Jay Leno, who once called my house as a kid to talk to my dad. It was very strange. And um, the one that I really like is um, Kim Gordon from Thurston Moore. That's the wrong Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth. That's the wrong way to say it. Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth. Well, let's see. I just did a very fast (laughs) Google search here. So I've got what is this? I don't understand. Uh, Jason Sudeikis. Okay. Jada Pinkett Smith. Okay. Frankie Avalon. Sure. It's a weird array uh, of people. James Marston. Oh, I like yeah. him. Cyclops? Yeah. He's on my brain right now because the uh the premiere of the third season of Dead to Me just came out last night and he's in that. And I love that show. So that's been watching Westworld. He was on Westworld, wasn't he? Yeah, I watched the first season and then I tried to watch Same the with, second season. It just got way too weird and I never yeah. went back. Yeah. And that, I think it's ending. Yeah. The first I, season was I, pretty was pretty cool though. And I'm sure there were good was, moments after it, but it, it, I don't know why it lost me, but it did. It because it just got it got too up weird. its own ass. Huh? Up its own ass, maybe. Yeah, like it was just I don't know it was like almost like an inception thing that was like i i just i don't know it was not you know what's funny about i didn't see the the what was the movie that christopher nolan put out tenet i didn't see no. that but i did notice that now that it's being released on cable i think the ad campaigns are drastically different like it looks like a totally different movie now if you see ads for mm-hmm. it now and um i'm like oh they're definitely they definitely realized they had a marketing problem with that movie yeah, I my husband's watched it a couple times, which was the same thing with Inception yeah. for him. Like, watch it a couple times and be like, oh, okay, all right, okay, now I get it kind of thing. You know, a little bit of a thinker. Um, it takes a few I times to know whether that's a good movie in your own head, I think, because you're just like, okay, well, obviously there was, like, dazzling me with stuff, but I, I didn't have time to figure what was going on over here, if anything at all, you know? 
all I cared about was Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Tom Hardy's interactions because it was the most precious yeah. thing yeah. in the film. Yes, <laughs> there was a lot of fun stuff in that movie. I almost don't really care whether... I'm not a huge Christopher Nolan fan. I almost don't really care if it all adds up sometimes. Though there are some stuff about those Batman movies that I will, um, you know, complain yeah. about to my grave. But, um, yeah. Uh, you know what, though? Speaking of which, one of the big things I complain about, R.I.P. Kevin Conroy. That was really sad. Oh was a batman that um, broke my heart and that he was the nerds pick for everyone for favorite batman i gotta say he was often one of my favorite batman and if you don't think that voicing a batman is a real acting performance look at how hard people like christian bale who's a great actor made it look in those movies because if he was able to do channel kevin conroy for those performances i think those movies would have been that much better so yeah well you figure like Kevin Conroy's worshipped by Mark Hamill. Like, if you're worshipped by Mark Hamill, you're doing okay. Yep. Mark Hamill played the Joker opposite him for all those years. Um, yeah. It's just... Oh, God. Yeah. That that one was sad, and he's so young. It was just... Yeah, he was 66 years old. Uh, it was cancer-related, was it not? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, you know... He just... Uh, uh, he was... He was wonderful. Yep. And if you ever, it's like, whenever someone like him passes away and you don't really know who he is, um, the best thing to do is Google Kevin Smith in that person's name and you will get probably a half hour long tearful emotional video from Kevin Smith explaining exactly why this guy should mean something to you. I mean, there's a lot of people in comics who don't get the credit they're due and when they pass, I always find he's the one that puts things in perspective and he, in like, you know, he means a lot to these people and, and he's always a good person to look to for why they're important so yeah that's true that's really true i kind of forget that he he does have that connection to so many people yeah yeah and it, and I, saw, I, I was talking about Ugh. kevin the other day so uh warms my cold black heart i know yeah and you know what though i'll say too it kind of overshadowed for me and, and i hate to you know even compare things but gallagher's passing the other day you know back to oh. food a little bit i gallagher was big for me when i was a kid that was one of the first comedians i was introduced to and say what you will i still think that stuff you know holds up and i think it's really funny and it's really creative and i know he's he turned he, you know he famously walked out of mark maron's podcast interview and he but um he is know. a human not so great in the end right, but like right. for what he did I, I i got to see him do his show live once really what was that like that was wild that was wild were you in the splash zone I was. Yeah. If you don't know it Gallagher, was, uh, his thing was he would hit watermelons with sledgehammers. And yeah. it's as simple and as complicated as that. And it was, I mean, this tells you. Among other about, things, but that was his grand finale. Yeah, he wasn't just I've that. But, that. Yeah. Exactly. So it's yeah. like one of those things where. He was a thinking was man's carrot top, I think. Oh, God. Carrot top. Yeah. yeah it, like we went for a trip, a uh, school trip, no less. Oh, I thought you meant acid trip. <laughs> no, 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 school trip of all things. Um, it was in Chicago, and it was one of those deals where, like, we were guaranteed to be in the splash zone sort of thing, and everybody was just waiting for it. Just a bunch of eager kids, like, yeah, uh, hit me with a lot. Wait, you went on a school trip to see Gallagher? Oh. Wow. I know. That's awesome. This is what happens when you go not, to an art You're school. in Chicago, not the Oprah Winfrey show. <laughs> you're going to see Gallagher. Yeah, we uh, oh, we also did that. That's Second but, City. Yeah, well, we also did that too. Oh, wow. But, 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 but yeah, when you go to an art we school. We had donkey really basketball like, in our high school. <laughs> sure. We did. Man, one of the best things they ever did was bring um, the Harlem Globetrotters to our I was about school. to say, I think they did that too. 
yeah that was, that was the, fun yeah that stuff's that artistry it's fun. crazy yeah i think the stuff we did in, in school field trips and like we had some pretty rad ones like that like i know blue man group is still a thing now but like that was that was it in the yeah. day it was so good i wish i still did field trips as an adult I know. But though there is a thing about like um, working from home is that it does feel like there is more time to kind of do those things. Like I was mentioning going to get tattoos. It's like, you know, I take maybe take a Friday off. I go to you know Jersey one day, I go to Philly the next day. And it's like I'm back and I've driven maybe like, I don't know, 10 hours. And it's not that bad. You know, it's, yeah. it's re- re- kind of reclaiming my life a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. eating yeah, a hoagie like or important. a grinder instead of a sub, you know. Um, I don't know. Um, so let's, I'm going to swing back to the Choco Taco for a second. Cause I have the, um, the Wikipedia page up here and this is where I'm going to get my, my, I'm going to say, I'm going to call it a cold take because you know, we're talking Choco Tacos here, but it talks about how in other countries in 1998, it was in Italy, it was released under the name winter taco, which, you know, perhaps that translates into something a little jazzier, but I, you know, as somebody who's never had a Choco Taco, I think I always sort of believed that people liked them because they liked saying it. Um, but once you once you change it to winter taco, win, not not winter, winter taco, like like opposite of loser taco, which is, um, I think it loses some of its zippiness. So to me, that almost speaks to the Choco Taco must be pretty good if it can succeed without its zippy name. Uh, thoughts on the matter as somebody who has had a Choco Taco. I I love Choco Tacos so much. It's just like, so you've got, all right, I'm going to break it down. So you've got a waffle cone, you know, the tortilla, as it were, is a waffle cone. So very Now, is it chewy or crispy? Because I I know sometimes with the drumsticks, people like one or the other. Right. So that's the thing is that it can't be too crispy because then it's just going to like explode and there's going to be things everywhere. So it does need to be a little bit chewy. Um, And that's the thing I really like about my recipe is that it's it's chewy enough, but it's also crispy enough. And the thing that helps that is that the you can either do the the whole shell or just the top of it. I think just the top of it is the way they uh, they manufacture the actual Choco Taco, but they dip it in uh, chocolate. So the chocolate kind of like keeps the the waffle cone crispier and you've got it filled with hot fudge. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Uh, it's filled it's, with hot fudge. It's 10.30 in the morning. And I'm it is 10.30 in the morning. I'm like about to call out to work to go make a choco taco yeah. um but you the the traditional recipe is then um the hot fudge the vanilla ice cream more hot fudge and then you kind of like turn it upside down or whatever dip it in the chocolate shell that'll harden and then you top it with nuts which obviously you would just omit um but the thing with making it yourself is that you could do literally whatever like you could use different kinds of ice cream you could not do hot fudge and you could do caramel or something and then you can top it with a crap load of sprinkles like whatever the hell you want to do um and you just after you've let them set and you've got them in the freezer you can just wrap each one of them and saran wrap or like whatever and you have a whole bunch of choco tacos just waiting for you and it's the best thing wow and how long do you think that it takes to, to, to pull that all together um it doesn't 
take that long. Like the actual preparation doesn't take that long, but it is, you have to wait for everything to set. So you go in and I have a, you do need to have like a, either a waffle cone maker, which is not the same as a waffle iron, um, either waffle cone maker or, well, yeah, you need to have that. And you, you make the shells and then you kind of like prop them up in something or hang them over the edge of like a, a baking rack is what I do, like a wire rack. Um, so they've got the like C shape um, and you let them set. And that doesn't take that long, like 10 minutes. They're usually good to go. But then you need to have some like softened ice cream so you can scoop it and kind of like squish it down inside the taco. That doesn't take very long. Um, and then you melting the chocolate and dipping it in chocolate. That doesn't take very long, really. It's just all of the waiting after the fact for everything to set so that you can eat it. Here's a question I have about ice cream as an ice cream aficionado. What any tips on how to get ice cream at the right temperature? Because, um, you know, like freezer, like how do you store, like do you, are you somebody who will microwave ice cream for a short period of time? I've, I've experienced that with people. Oh God, no. Um, so either if you have five minutes of self-restraint, just letting it sit out at room what temperature. If you, don't? <laughs> if you don't, like me. Um, what I actually do is I run my spoon under hot water and then the spoon spoon is warmed up enough that it kind of cuts into the ice cream easier and it sort of heats it up around it so that it's softer when you dig in. Uh, now I'm somebody who was fired from only one job and it was working at Ben and Jerry's when I was 19. So I guess people shouldn't be too surprised that I should ask that question. Anywho's, um, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't touch a little bit back on the mental health aspect of this too, because you know the um, that's definitely very important to talk about and something you know we've we've talked a lot about that over the course of our relationship. It's um, mm -hmm. something we both take very seriously, and um, so the the name of the site is Stress Baking, and it's essentially that you your stress release is baking. And um, can you talk a little bit about how you arrived at that and um, and just um, where that came from for you? Uh, I mean, it was all basically an accident. <laughs> uh, I was going through a tough time and I just, I had insomnia. I just couldn't sleep. So I was waking up at 2am and just making like two dozen cupcakes out of just stress, um, just to have something to do because I don't, I don't like being lazy. Like I like being a productive member of society. So even if it is just making a bunch of cupcakes that I could bring into my office the next day, I'm doing something productive. I'm not just laying on the couch, like wishing I yeah. could sleep. Um, I have that so where, where it's like, I don't want to play video games because I'm going to push a bunch of buttons. I want something to show for it, like a song, you know, it's yeah. like, it's like, so yeah. it's, it's a way, it's a way to make your, that time you're trying to fill up a little more productive and maybe gain a little more confidence in yourself, you know? Exactly. So it's like, I'm, you know, refining skills and I'm learning stuff at the same time. So it's, you know, it was a productive activity. Yeah. Um, and then my dad just wanted to see what I was doing. And so at the time, I think it was blogger. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was blogger. I just got a free domain or whatever. So it was probably like Leslie Hush at that point, a blogger or something. And I was throwing the pictures up that were, I mean, terrible, just like little cell phone in the dark pictures. Um, thrown on an iPhone there. 3 or something. <laughs> oh, God, not even. I think at that point I still had flip phone before oh. flip phones came back now and are cool again. Um, Look like an Atari. <laughs> I, yeah, 
I mean, it was real bad. And I was just writing up whatever the recipe was that I made and sending the link to my dad and being like, you know, whatever. He was never going to make any of this. He just wanted to see what I was doing because he, at the time, lived a thousand miles away from me. So it was just a way of, you know, connecting with him. And then it started to just pick up traffic after a while. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then the stuff I was bringing into the office, people were asking, oh, I'd love to make these for something. You know, could you send me the recipe? And I'm like, oh, I've got it on the site. I'll just send you the link. And it just kind of snowballed from there. And at some point, um, somebody who was in the public eye, who at the time was very popular and not problematic and is now extremely problematic, so I'm not going to get into who they are, uh, they found my Jack and Coke cupcake recipe and posted it on their social media. Donald Trump did what? (laughs) No, no. I'm kidding. Less problematic than that. Yeah, okay. Um, But... She posted it on on social media and it just went viral and I started getting a crap load of traffic and took my site down because I wasn't prepared for any wow. of that. It was just a free site. And uh, then I decided I needed to up with my hosting game and then I bought the domain stress baking because somebody made a joke that like, oh, what'd you stress bake last night? It's like, oh, that's kind of got a ring to it. And here we are today <laughs> I right. got and you know an ad company that wanted to help me monetize and I get sponsorships with companies like Bob's Red Mill and oh SM. really I love Bob's Red Mill and they have a lot of great yeah. products yeah yeah it's I mean it just it snowballed into like an actual business and now it's an LLC and it's you know it's it's turned into a bigger deal than I ever thought it was going to be which is a nice surprise <laughs> now do you think um to your your success do you attribute this mostly to the quality of the recipes like you know you're also i i've worked with you you're pretty savvy in general you you know how to talk to people you know i mean i mean that all in a positive way i don't mean it to be like uh yeah you know like three card money or anything but like um what do you really because there's a lot of people doing things at home that that don't get the traction that i've consistently seen you make to what do you attribute that traction or is it part of it just dumb luck you know some of it is dumb luck. Some of it is that the Google search engine optimization gods have smiled upon me one day and I've shown up in Google Discover for something. But it's it really is partially luck and partially doing a lot of work and knowing when certain things are trending and doing keyword research. And like there's a there's a lot more that goes into it on the back end than anybody realizes. Like I have to make sure that I'm using certain sets of keywords in certain ways in the post to make sure that Google picks it up. And like you brought up like the, the apple strudel recipe that has gone bananas this, this year and well before fall, it just started, it took off for some reason. So then the, because it was trending, then it was showing up in more things as trending and people were like, why is it trending? And they would click on it and then they would you know, I'd like to try to make sure that I've got enough backlinks in my own site that I'm linking to other internal content. And so then they start surfing around and they find something else. And then you've got a loyal reader that signs up for the email newsletter. Like it's, there's this whole journey that people take and it's, it's a lot of work to get to that point. Your TikTok game is on point too. Um, I don't even use that for the blog. 
but yeah, but I, I that's funny because I see you on there. You don't even follow me back, so I'm, I'm pretty pissed about that. But my TikTok game is 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 very low key. But um, so one thing that I that I find is um with reels and stuff now that. I, you'll post and by you i mean me and us whatever i'll post something where i'll get like ten thousand views on a reel and the next day it'll be like four mm-hmm. um now i know there that's definitely you know a little bit of like almost like a lottery system it feels like and like do you do you feel that as you've been doing this more and more and i know you say you outsource some of your social media do you feel like you have better instincts to get more consistent results on that or is that something that even if you outsource you can still get better is it still more like a I, I guarantee that if I got some Gen Z person to do that for me, it would probably do great. They probably know things that I'm never going to figure out. I feel like I'm just way too old for this stuff. I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. And it's. Well, we'll say you're not when the way you come across in your TikTok, you don't, you're not, you don't come across as too old. And I think you, I think you come across very well. And so I wouldn't say that like, and I know you're saying from a learning perspective, but like you, I know, you know, like the kids are doing, you know, like these dances and they're, Oh, who's got energy for that? I I don't, yeah. I don't have the energy to like figure out what's trending and like, I, I just, I, I just can't be bothered. So I really just, if I find something that I think is funny you know, I'll do a lip sync video to it or something, but like, I don't, I'm just not, I don't have the energy for all that. So if there was some like, Hey, if anybody's watching, that's a a Gen Z person that wants to work for a very low rate um, and do TikTok for me, for my blog, let me know. Actually, if you want to go halves, uh, (laughs) if you want to do two very different things on TikTok accounts, um, because I just, I, I can't. And the thing that's so hard is that every course and everything that that I take now because I I do try to learn about as much as I can so I can do some of it but I can't keep up with it I just I I can't just can't I um I would rather go lay down and take a nap than try to figure out how to figure out social media well let me ask you this so is there any so in terms of maybe like Say there's a Star Wars movie coming out and you want to make some R2-D2 cookies, which the more I think about, the more excited I'm getting. Um, um, I cookies. have Baby Yoda cookies. That, oh, yeah. Hey, look at that. Grogu, excuse me. Yeah, Grogu. Yeah. Um, the, um, do you, is that something, because I've definitely found that when I've been able to tie some of my art into some pre-existing IP, do you find that that gives you a spike? And is that, if that does, if it is true, is that a spike that actually does anything for you in the long run? Or is it just like a little momentary, like, you know, oh, I made this happen? Yeah, it's 50-50. Like it's sometimes it gives you the temporary spike and it's enough to get little bit of viral traffic that like catches on with the larger audience um sometimes it falls completely flat and then other times it comes back from time and time again like um you of course of course brought up my ridiculous inflatable dinosaur video that i filmed for my co-workers in a blizzard that got caught on to news stations and such later that evening. Yeah. Um, People that didn't know world. that didn't know you that I knew would send it to me because it was funny. I'm like, I know that person. I know that dinosaur. People have sent it like this. I mean, that was God I, six years ago or something. I don't even know. I bet and it was even longer than that because it was definitely. I think you were we were still working together, weren't we? No, I was. I was at the first house. Here okay. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. 
Um, so let's say like six years. I have people that send this to me today because they know I like dinosaurs and stuff. Like we incorporated dinosaurs into our wedding. Nick and eating its own tail. <laughs> um, but they send it to me and they're like, oh, I thought you'd find this really funny. And I'm like, hey, hey that's yes. me. That's <laughs> yes, me. Yeah. But like, that's the sort of thing, like there was no intention for that to be viewed by anybody except the like 15 people in my office. I just had to upload it to YouTube because it was such a big file. And now every single year when the weather starts to get to winter, it starts trending again. And I start seeing myself as GIFs on the internet. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. just ridiculous. That, so reminds, I feel like the whole crap shoot. that reminds me of the other person we know that had something similar that happened. Um, Give Zombie the Vote uh, um, yeah. singer uh, who is a heavy metal singer that we both know that was they had a video of him singing his song to his cat who's i believe his name was bill murray very r.i.p r.i.p to bill murray um yeah. and that landed him on the tonight show i think sure did. yeah and, and got I, like the actual bill murray's attention yeah yeah so that was pretty wild um that was through he was on the front page of reddit um yeah it is it is it's, wild. It's there is something, you know, you shoot your shot and sometimes it lands, you know. Yeah, and I find if I do it intentionally, it never works. So right. basically if I'm just acting like a dumbass, um, yeah. apparently things will happen. So that's also why I don't bother to try to be super cool. Right, <laughs> right. It's alert. like being super cool takes a lot of like effort and maintenance and lighting. And it's like it's better off rolling the dice on being yourself, I think, you know. It's I mean it's I'm like, sitting here talking to you with still wet hair and a shirt that literally it just says no like i yeah this is my personality to me yeah 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 i'm wearing my um collective society hoodie that was given to me by my man who uh runs this site check out collective society uh instagram um they have some cool stuff coming so i don't want to just say more of it and get something wrong but <laughs> since we're doing the fashion shoot um i don't know how much more time you have left are you uh i actually have uh i have to do a work thing in 15 minutes all right so let's want to wrap up wrap up in the next few minutes here um let's see if there's anything else here on the choco taco there is talk of it coming back and i i will say um they they talk about it in the next few years as if they have like no control over it as if they're like searching for like um uh like how come i can't think of the wakandan metal right now <laughs> vibranium as if they have to like, find more vibranium to like make the choco taco but then again i'm reading this off wikipedia so for all i know you wrote this 20 minutes ago um but uh i do klondike i do trust in klondike i'm a big klondike bar fan and let's say i am trying i've been flirting with veganism off and on in my life i i don't i eat fish now i don't eat um other sorts of animal products and i'm trying to get off dairy completely but it's people like, like the the miracle makers at klondike that make that so difficult it you know becomes an emotional battle that i have morally speaking but that's I, I will never be able to give up ice cream it's just not gonna happen it's, it, that's that's the toughest one though it probably is going to add so much more years to my life and in, in more in pure calories by giving it up but um they are talking the choco taco may come back um so yeah in the meantime my recipe can tide people over because that's what i'm doing because i just can't well you mentioned tiktok i had made a video a few months before they announced that they were making it go away and um just by chance and it was like i had just put this video out 
and it was just me being an idiot. And I was like, I'm, I, I am too stressed out to deal with life. I'm going to go to the store and get a Choco Taco. And I just like pull it out in the car and start eating it. And then they announced that they were discontinuing the Choco Taco. And all of a sudden that video took off. Like it's nothing. The video serves absolutely no purpose. <laughs> but that went off because they announced they were retiring my favorite food. It is wild. I mean, that's that's just like, and that's why I'd say don't get discouraged. I mean, that's one of the lessons that we talk about. I've talked with a lot of guests here is that um, it's just about not giving up because what happens is if you pick anything like what you're doing or what I'm doing, if you the longer you do it, as long as you take it is halfway seriously, you're going to get better at it. And yeah. then there's less, and then along the way, more and more people just give up. And yes, more and more people start doing it, but you already have a head start on them. So it ends up being like a pyramid where it's like just outlasting people means a lot. We are living longer. Our digital footprints are, are more marketable, are marketable now. It's like, you know, like I'm betting somebody will look up the target thing, the um the the inside out thing based on us talking about it here. And that'll could regain some some like that's an example. You know, yeah. it's like so just sticking it out and just, you know, having it be something you're passionate about you know you can get there you can make this you know more reality than a dream you know because yeah and I have a lot of friends that do this professionally it they make more money than I do with my full-time tech job um just doing recipe development and stuff and they're doing cookbooks and all this and I mean it's it's amazing and I hope I can get to that point but if not this is this is a really great hobby that's given me a decent amount of passive income and like I enjoy it. And that's, that's what matters. Right. And you get to have fun conversations with people. Like it's always, it's always great to have somebody that you once admired that was just out in the ether. They're doing stuff. And then it's like, you get to actually work with them and they get to, yeah. and like that stuff that's like, it's tough to put like a dollar figure on. It's like, I it's think the people like you and I, it's, it's validating to do those things. You know, it's, it's like validating. And it's just like, I'm very much a, I will take experiences over gifts sort of thing and like that's an experience that i i get to hang on to and that's pretty cool for me i did give you that deadpool behind you though right i'm glad i'm glad you like that it this thing has been a staple in my office ever since you gave it to me was this a wedding present that i think that was a housewarming gift that was um the, remember the wedding present i think the wedding card um was the what i drew still have that too. yeah <laughs> I think that's a knife holder, isn't it? That Deadpool. I remember that. That's a bootleg because that came through a very, um, that had a very clunky travel path on its way to getting to you. Yeah. We, my kitchen, uh, it doesn't really go with the decor. Yeah, I don't blame you. I think that is a perfect place for it is behind a television because it, it's funny well, every time you see it, but it's not in the way. Yeah, I, I've got all kinds of Deadpool crap in here, actually. I wouldn't know like, what that's like. <laughs> A lot. Like I have a cross stitch that's on a table over here that says "Always be yourself unless you can be Deadpool." Like, uh, yeah. Excited for Deadpool three, with with um, Hugh Jackman. Stage? Yeah, the music man. You no, know, they haven't even like started filming, and I'm so excited. Do you think now? I know we got to go in a minute, so let's just talk quickly about this. Do you think you think we're going to get a full movie with Hugh Jackman? You think it's going to be? You think he's going to get an old Wolverine shape, or you think it's going to be just written around whatever he wants to he, do? Like he's already said, not in relation to Deadpool specifically, but he's already said that he can't get back into Wolverine shape. Yeah. So nor should he. Be, we expect him to. No, not at all. And especially because like he's doing Broadway shows and stuff. Like if he got super jacked, it'd be really weird. And also um, I'll mention too, when I was a kid, I never thought it's Wolverine is being ripped. The first time they were going to do Wolverine, the rumor was Danny DeVito was going to play him. So that was like, so Wolverine does not have to be, you know, no. 
so the, I, I the sex symbol of the um of like yeah. the x-men you know no i'm i'm gonna be excited no whatever the role is you know like it's it's gonna be good no yeah. matter what and they just said that you know i think it was leaked information or whatever but that uh owen wilson's gonna make an appearance as uh mobius from loki like it's just oh is he just, yeah that's exciting oh man i know like I'm just I'm I'm just gonna be amped no matter what it is I don't even care. Yeah. Did you see Wakanda Forever? Not yet. I was beautiful, beautiful movie. Like I and it's like yeah. give I I I tweet I reached out to my friend John who's on here from Screen Rant um after um and I was like if I don't think I've ever seen a better performance in a superhero movie than Angela Bassett in that movie she was just i give her if you're ever going to give someone an award for a super for an mcu movie yeah she give it to her yeah i'm hoping i get to see it soon yeah it's well worth it and it's two hours and 41 minutes which i was that's a little rough but like i was in it the entire way and um you know it was great so i mean it's like i always feel like it's a hot take that like oh yeah the new black panther movie is great it's like even at their worst they're still great but uh, word then there's eternals but we don't need to talk about the eternals yeah i did love um Ken Meal in that movie though his, yeah his, i know his, his partner there yeah you know what he, i was thinking as being really a really funny moment in shang chi is that bus the bus fight which i think the same guy in that is the guy on those ads now with bigger stars i forget what ad it is with sarah silverman i think it's the same guy i'm not sure but um yeah. i love that scene no that was such a good scene i I watched that probably more often than i should admit that's a great movie it's yeah, yeah and it sort of gets overlooked a little bit i i mean i, I still love it all of them i mean yeah. what are, have you have you been watching the um the tv shows oh yeah all of them yeah which one do you think what are your favorites wandavision yeah and, uh, and monkey but i also like i loved hawkeye yeah see all like then I go down the path and I'm like, okay, but also this one, but also this one, but also yeah. Captain America, but also. <laughs> right. It's like. And but it's WandaVision just... and Loki are the ones that I've rewatched the most. Yeah. But yeah. Night was like, I want to give Oscar Isaac all of the awards. I know. I feel like I could watch all of those again for the first time too. You know. Yeah. I, I wait long cool. enough in between that I've like kind of forgotten some of the details and then I go back and watch it again. And that's so good. What's I know the oh you know what's great is a werewolf by night special. Did you watch that? That you know what I haven't. Oh, that it's one great. I would watch it again. I want to watch it with my girlfriend. And I know we're getting the, the Guardians of the Galaxy one soon. I don't know what the next TV show is, but you know. Uh, I usually yeah do. I don't know either. But the the Guardians Christmas thing we're gonna watch this weekend. Oh, is that out this? That's out this soon. Excellent. Oh, it might be out now then. Oh shit. Yeah, it's definitely how people listen to this. And the Ant Man and the Wasp is probably coming out around the time this comes out. So, I oh god, I forgot that. Oh, the my trailer god. for that before um, Wakanda Forever was awesome. So, oh good, okay, that's right. That's what the movie it comes out in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm that's the thing I'm most excited about right now. <laughs> All right, I'll let you go because I know you got head to some other place, and I want to give you a few minutes to get settled and stuff. But it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you. Um, and I don't know, Leslie, give you your social media and stuff like that. We'll put it; it'll be under your um, face here and stuff. But just for people who only yeah, know. the thing that matters the most is just stressbaking.com and social media. You're going to find everything at the handle at stressbaking. All right, easy enough. Leslie, it's been a pleasure. And maybe if uh, this thing keeps going, we'll have you on at some point to talk about uh, something else tasty. Oh, yeah, man.
All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks.